welcome to day 37 of Crikey's Election Cast. It's Tuesday the 17th of May, I'm Cam Wilson. Australia's political parties are spending big online to try and convince you to put a one next to their candidate's name this Saturday. Earlier today, I spoke to Crikey's news editor Georgia Wilkins about how both of the major parties, as well as some of the minor ones, are using social media to win your vote this weekend. Hi Cam. Hi, Georgia. How are you? I'm very well, and I'm sure you're counting down to Saturday. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Uh, so for Crikey today, you you dove into how both major parties are using Facebook ads. What's what's the difference? So Facebook remains one of the main digital strategies for both parties. Um, it's forms two kind of purposes. The first one uh, with their normal organic content, so that's just like the posts that you and I make, uh, that's really to kind of uh, rev up their base uh, and, and usually giving them messages in which that they can, um, they hope that their followers who already engage them will share further. And then they've got the paid content, which is the stuff that they are trying to uh, target people with using um, Facebook's uh, advertising targeting. They have very, um, they are quite sophisticated targeting through it, and that is often to reach you know voters who aren't necessarily already engaged with them. You know, people who don't already subscribe to you know either of the party's uh, main Facebook pages or the Facebook pages belonging to the leaders. Um, and so what they do is, you know, they're paying Facebook in return for putting their content uh, in front of their eyes and knowing who they're showing it to. And what I kind of found was that um, Labor really seems to be on Facebook specifically um, outspending the Liberal Party at the moment and has really ramped it up uh, in the last couple of days. The data is really behind, but I think at least in the last week, they're probably spending them somewhere between four and six times as much. Um, and just kind of generally, um, I'm also seeing that we're seeing a lot of the the um, spend for the Labor Party come through uh, its main page. And, you know, they're using the Australian Labor Party page and they're, they're using that to, to spread these messages nationwide. Whereas the Liberal Party, which has spent uh, less, oh, and the coalition generally, which has spent less by comparison, is also kind of diversifying that a bit more to go through their different candidates' pages. And I don't, you know, I think we can probably speculate, you know, whether that's because they're trying to get away from making this a national campaign, given the kind of unpopularity of Scott Morrison, or whether mm. they're just trying to promote uh, individual candidates um, who might not have, uh, you know, just maybe just a, 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 an attempt to try and make this to, to win people over with more local messages. But either way, you know, they're kind of – and while well, well, um, members and, and candidates and current sitting members from all parties are kind of using this, you do see a kind of difference in, in, in what the Labor Party seems to be a lot more centralised. Oh, that's really interesting. What, so what are the bi- big messages that the, both parties are making going into the last week of campaigning? So following on from that, um, you know, the, the Labor Party's messages, the biggest ones, the ones they're putting a lot of money behind, um, uh, still are kind of very much at Scott Morrison. And you see this attempt to kind of make this a, you know, national thing and almost like a presidential competition. Uh, mm-hmm. competition. And so, like, um, you know, they're, they're running these these uh, ads about Scott Morrison and the fact that they, you know, they say he has he's lied and that he hasn't fulfilled his responsibilities in the past. You know, I saw, I think, probably the biggest spend that I've seen on one 
uh, ad, which was they, uh, the Labor Party spent somewhere between $100,000 and $125,000 on just a single ad, which was that 30-second, I think, um, No More Morrison ad. Um, and that, that's like, you know, a huge amount of money considering that, you know, just from the Australian Labor Party um, page throughout the, I think, the last, you know, since they started recording this uh, a year or two ago, they've only spent, I think, like $1, $1.4 million. This is a huge spend on this one ad, and it was just really national. It was specifically, uh, it was probably a little bit more towards um, uh, like younger people, uh, people in New South Wales and in Queensland and Victoria. Um, but really, it was just kind of to, to everyone. What I'm seeing on, on, on the coalition side from the biggest ads from the Liberal Party specifically, you know, they are still trying to attack Anthony Albanese and tie him to uh, this idea that you don't know what you're getting with. But their real strategy is kind of, to me, um, shifted to not just about Anthony Albanese, but about the Labor Party in general. They're trying to say, you know, the Labor Party isn't good economic managers and also sometimes a kind of positive men- um, message that, you know, we are good uh, economic managers, that kind of, I guess, separation. Yeah, so quite different messages there, I guess. So what what's happening over on YouTube? Is it the same there? Um, we're kind of seeing that it, over on YouTube, I think it's uh, a bit more um, e- equal. Um, and, and in particular, um, I mean, this is really where the United Australia Party, Clive Palmer's party, has had a huge amount um, of, of spend. But there was something interesting came out. This was reported by nine papers yesterday that um, Labor had sent out an email fundraising of what they said was a uh, a um, misleading ad run by uh, uh, by Google, and so this ad. And then I'm not sure whether this was on YouTube or whether it was Google search ad results. But you know, they sent out this email saying there's this misleading ads, and we're we're asking you to donate money so we can also combat that. But what's kind of interesting about this and, and why like I wanted to chat about it is because it also exposes kind of the lack of transparency around these advertising campaigns. Mm. So so Google had responded to nine papers requests about this, um, about what Label was talking about, and they said, We've like we've we've reviewed this and we've actioned it. They didn't actually say whether they re- they removed an ad or whether they kept it up. So we don't know what it's about. The Labor Party hasn't responded, but also like you know if it was removed, as you know, um, ads are sometimes removed. We also wouldn't be able to see what it was. So there'd be no way for you right to look up there and be like, oh, that ad which ran before and has now been removed. It's just kind of like lost to the either. So it's like you know with digital campaigning, these companies, um, Google and Meta, which is the Facebook. Um, a parent company have made steps to make these things more transparent. You know, you and I and anyone else um, can look up a, a website and and view how political advertising is being used uh, in Australia on both the, uh, on both those companies' platforms. But there still kind of is limitations to it, and and you sometimes you really it, it can be hard to understand what has happened, and and therefore you know whether these um, you know whether what kind of messages have gone out and maybe now been acted on or. And, and also after the election, understand what has really resonated and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, which is a huge problem because, as you say, it's, there's just no transparency around that. Have you noticed anything different about the way the party's leaders are using their Facebook pages for normal organic posts? Yeah, so so for the parties, their leaders... Uh, Facebook pages often serve an important purpose in getting out those messages. You know, they are more personal than like, you know, the Australian Labor Party or the Liberal Party or the National Party. They are, you know, Scott Morrison or Anthony Albanese. 
in particular, the Liberal Party has Scott Morrison's Facebook account, which I think has a, just over 800,000 followers, which is, I think, significantly more than Albanese and 300,000 and significantly more than the Liberal Party, the Labor Party. So that is, you know, essentially that's almost like if you think about it through this, this way, that's like one publication where you can reach a lot of people. They're kind of using it in in, in similar ways um, in so far as, you know, both of them have a lot of individual content, uh, you know, kind of, you know, despite the fact that I said that, you know, one of the big things of this campaign has been why, um, you know, people don't seem to like Scott Morrison. He has featured in a lot of his content on his page, which kind of makes sense. But, you know, they, they these pages also just sometimes just promote, you know, they'll post to like just a slogan or an infographic as well. But you are on, on both of them seeing a lot of content. Content around them, but what I found, which was I thought very interesting, was that I was just kind of going through the amount of reactions that um, both leaders' uh, content was getting, and I noticed on Anthony Albanese's page content that was featuring him, so pictures of Albanese talking to someone or doing something, was getting more engagement than, for instance, uh, if they just posted, a, you know, an infographic or, or a statement about Labor Party policy. But actually, the opposite was true of Scott Morrison. You know, the, the things that were getting the most engagement for him weren't pictures of him, but were actually, you know, you know, like lines about uh, Liberal Party policy or attack lines on the Labor Party. And I thought that was just kind of an mm-hmm. interesting, like, um, uh, uh, like. Uh, uh, comparison between the two because um, you know it, like with these organic posts what you're really relying on as a political party is that people will see them they'll engage with them and that engagement you know liking commenting sharing will convince the algorithm of this platform to show it to more people or will convince their shares to, uh, sorry their followers to just manually share it but what we're seeing is with with these two leaders it looks like um, you know followers of each of them are in, in one circle circumstance actually you know more attracted to the things featuring the person who's leading the party (laughs) and the other one they're like less interested in that that's very funny um so finally outside of the two big parties how are some of the other parties campaigning online this election yeah so i I looked at a week or so ago into what the Greens um, were doing because I kind of thought they've had a bit of a like a, a, a kind of nifty campaign online <laughs> uh, kind of neat because they've done um, – what I've seen is like kind of a more um, organic, and I use that w- word not in the way they used it before but kind of like in the opposite to like forced, um, organic kind of creation of, of, of online content that is a bit like memey. So like, you know, we, we all see now how the major parties, you know, do these kind of uh, – w- what are called boomer memes, which are intentionally kind of lo-fi um, uh, graphics, which you know are pretty pretty low effort, but uh, uh, you know hit a certain message. Whereas what we've seen from like the Greens is kind of like more of a um, almost like uh, a, a younger generation use of the internet, kind of more uh, focused on like uh, um, um, like m- memes, which are kind of iterating on other meme formats. And so w- what that kind of means is like, for instance, I've seen the Australian Greens, you know, share content from um, other Facebook pages like Simpsons versus the Liberals, which is a very long running and, and big uh, Facebook page, which kind mm-hmm. of creates Simpsons rated content against the Liberal Party. And so, you know, they share it. And then in return, you know, I, I um, spoke to someone from uh, Adam Bant's office uh, who said that, you know, in return that that page will often engage their content um, in the future. That's not like a setup relationship, but what it is, is, you know, that they are kind of creating these informal, uh, I guess, like feedback loops between 
other like creators online uh, to amplify content that they think it, it is reflecting their election campaign and hoping that they will in return have their messages kind of spread further. Another mm-hmm. example is like there's a very like popular um, meme format, which I actually found out is kind of um, taken originally from the Democratic campaign in 2020. But it's like they had this, it was just like organically started by this um, Facebook page called I think Australian Greens Memes for Progressive Teens, which isn't actually run by anyone um, from the <laughs> Greens party, but is actually just kind of run by like random Queenslanders, um, where they said that if you recognise like X, then the Australian Greens um, the policy to to tax billionaires won't affect you. And so that'd be like if you like have got this message in your like my gov inbox, or if you've like you know right. recognised what a Gatorade bottle and uh, um, some <laughs> ch- tubing does, like some hose does, then you know this won't affect you. And I thought that was just like a really effective way of like you know. Um, uh, you know, using that kind of meme kind of culture in a more organic way to kind of get policies across. Yeah. On the other side of politics, there's also like, you know, I have to like mention that, you know, One Nation continues to like be really, really big on Facebook. And and that is particularly content that is about um, vaccines, less about vaccine um vaccines themselves are more about now like vaccine mandates and and you mm. know we've we've put an end to that and that kind of stuff you know paul and hansen and malcolm roberts in particular are just like huge over there and they really do use it um to kind of get a lot of eyeballs on their stuff even though you know they may not necessarily be a a, a massive um political party with a lot of like spend they're able to get a lot of kind of content out of that on on often you know kind of fringe or almost conspiratorial posts that's really interesting. Um, anyway, we're running out of time, so I might leave it there, but thank you so much, Cam. Thank you, Jordan. Um, that, so that's Cam Wilson, Crikey's intrepid internet reporter and associate editor. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time, but keep your eye out for our afternoon edition of the Crikey Daily. Uh, we're going out twice a day during the election, so a few more days left. And if you'd like to listen to any previous broadcasts, you can find Crikey's election cast on most podcast platforms. I'm Georgia Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Crikey's Election Cast and speak to you at the same time tomorrow. That was me, Crikey's associate editor, talking to Georgia Wilkins, our news editor, about social media this election. Thank you very much for listening to Crikey's Election Cast. We will be back tomorrow, as always. And if you have a few spare moments, why not check out crikey.com.au for all of our election coverage and more. Plus, A review on your podcast platform of choice wouldn't go astray either. Thanks to Jack Lil for producing this podcast and I will be back in your ears tomorrow.